The Hoosiers may be confident heading into Saturday's game against Cincinnati, but what they're coming up against is one of the best, most well-rounded teams in the country and the best shot at a non-Power 5 team, a group of five team, making the college football playoff maybe since the implementation of the playoff. So we have we will look at this Bearcats team and give a preview of what the Hoosiers will expect on Saturday here in just one moment. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, September 16th. You are listening to Locked on Hoosiers, and I appreciate all of you for making it part of your day today. I'm your host, Jacob Brood, as always, bringing you all the news for IU Athletics. We will be looking, as I said, at the Cincinnati Bearcats in today's episode, trying to give you a rundown of what the Hoosiers will be seeing out there in what could be the biggest game of the season, will certainly be one of them. So we have a lot to look at with this very, very talented team. Before we jump into that, I want to make sure you guys are listening to the Locked On Big Ten podcast. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. You guys can find them on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. While you were over there, subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers if you haven't already. We appreciate all the support. You can go follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter or at Locked On Hoosiers on Instagram. We talked a lot yesterday about how confident the Hoosiers seemed heading into Saturday's game. If you felt good after that show, prepare yourself because we're going to talk about how incredibly good this Cincinnati team is and why this Cincinnati team is favored heading into this game, despite it being on the road. Part of it is because they've looked really good against two uh, below average teams to pretty, pretty easy opponents uh, though. They didn't look great in their, in the second game, first half of their second game. And the Hoosiers did not look great for half of their game so far. So we're going to jump right into it. And as we mentioned with that Cincinnati team, or with this Cincinnati team, against Murray State last week, they're coming off a game which wasn't great for the entire 60 minutes. The score shows 42-7, to which it's hard to look at that and say, oh, you weren't great. It was 7-7 at halftime, so 35 points in the second half. The The Bearcats weren't – just didn't look good in the first half, but it was a, a speech from Desmond Ritter, the star quarterback, which we will talk a lot about today, uh, in the locker room at halftime that kind of shook everyone awake, made everyone realize what's at stake with their season, and woke them up for a huge second half. Really the theme when you look at this Cincinnati team uh, through the first two weeks is there's a lot of pressure on this team. This is a team that many expect to be really, really good this year, and that's not the norm in Cincinnati. So there's a ton of pressure on this team. It's supposed to be this kind of magical season 
coming off last year where they were undefeated. They probably should have beat Georgia in the Peach Bowl, save for uh, one incomplete pass late in the game that uh, led to Georgia being able to go down and, and score to win the game. A Georgia team that we also mentioned yesterday had Charlton Warren, now I use defensive coordinator on the staff, should be a big boost going into Saturday. But all the pressure is on this Cincinnati team, which makes for a really interesting dynamic coming into Saturday. Cincinnati needs these marquee wins both on Saturday against IU and then in two weeks against Notre Dame because their conference, the AAC, is not going to provide them these marquee wins. And we their first two games were against Miami of Ohio and Murray State. So those games aren't going to provide you the win. So it's these two games that their pretty much entire resume for the college football playoff is going to be built on. So there is a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on this Cincinnati team going into Saturday's game, which is going to make it interesting because it's a sold-out crowd. The IU announced on Wednesday that they're going to be opening the stadium two hours before game time. They'll be open at 10 a.m. The tailgating fields are going to open at 7 a.m. I can't remember a time. They used to open pretty early in the morning, 7 a.m. I don't know that they've been open at 7 a.m. before. Even if they have, that's a crazy early time. People are going to be there. You can guarantee that. I'm going to be pumped up. But it's also interesting from a standpoint that IU is pretty clearly the underdog heading into uh, heading into Saturday, which we spoke all or a lot of fall camp, a lot of preseason leading into this, uh, this campaign that this was a Hoosier team that wasn't going to sneak up on anybody, and they had expectations for the first time in a long time. The one kind of positive of getting absolutely smacked against uh, Iowa in week one is a lot of those expectations, at least early on, flew out the window. So this isn't a ranked matchup. This isn't – I mean, we talked that this could potentially be a top 15, top 10 matchup. We talked at one point that College Game Day might show up to this. Obviously, College Game Day isn't coming anywhere near the Hoosiers after that performance in Iowa City, but that means the Hoosiers can kind of go into an underdog role that they had, I think, for a lot of last year that might be a little more comfortable to them because, as I said, this is Cincinnati's game. This is their kind of one of their two Super Bowls, and the Hoosiers aren't expected to win this game by pretty much anybody looking at previews. I mean, you can look at the betting lines. Vegas doesn't think they'll win this game. Um, so this is a, an underdog IU team. It's also going to be interesting on top of all this pressure for Cincinnati. There is, obviously, with this USC job opening, uh, with them firing Clay Helton, that's definitely the talk right now. Urban Meyer, for now, at least said on Wednesday that he isn't interested in the job. I still, I don't know. We'll see about that. But Luke Fickle, Cincinnati head coach, is certainly one of the names that has been mentioned. He has really built this Cincinnati program into something special, built them to a program to where they have a legitimate chance at a college football playoff spot this year. So he's certainly a name that a lot of people have mentioned. There's a lot of buzz surrounding that, potential distractions, there's just so much riding on this game for Cincinnati. Now, this is a veteran-laden team, a team that 
won a lot last season, experienced a lot of that last season, so maybe it doesn't matter. But this is also going to be their first true test against a tough team, and it's going to be on the road. And we saw with the Hoosiers against Iowa what happens when one or two slip-ups early on and Memorial Stadium is rocking and Cincinnati is on the back foot. And that's all it takes. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic for the Cincinnati team. Now, having said all that, there is a ton of talent on this team that makes me think there isn't going to be any slip-ups. We will start on the offensive end with Desmond Ritter, the star of this team, the dual-threat quarterback, one of the first names you hear when you talk about this Cincinnati team. He is the rock to this Cincinnati offense and this Cincinnati team. But first, speaking of rocks, I need to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to have everything you need. So why go all the way out there? Ask them for the part, only for them to order it online when you can do it yourself. Whether it's a Ford or a Fiat, these guys at Rock Auto have you covered. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a Chains Auto Parts store? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. It's a reliably low price, and they have everything you guys could need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, whatever it is. So go explore their easy-to-use website on the computer, on your mobile phone, your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is. Go over there today. Right in the how did you hear about us box locked on so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low price, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If we're talking reliable, though, we have to talk about Desmond Ritter. Obviously, Tom Allen talked about him in Monday's press conference. We said kind of some of the quotes that he said about him. He's a dual-threat guy. Tom Allen called him a legit NFL guy. Right now, he seems to be a, uh, a likely quarterback drafted next spring, but he was first-team All-AAC last year. Dual, As we said, dual-threat. He had 19 passing touchdowns to 12 rushing touchdowns. 234 – or excuse me. He is as talented as anyone that the Hoosiers are going to see this season especially from the quarterback position. He is I, – I, I'm trying to think there certainly isn't anyone in the quarterback position more talented, and there are going to be very few offensive players that are going to be more talented. Uh, Ohio State has a couple of receivers, obviously, that are going to be right up there, but this is going to be one of the best players I think the Hoosiers will see all season long in Ritter. He's going to be the key to everything. If Ritter has a big game, it's done for. Like IU, IU is is going to be in for a long day, and he's going to put up points. We'll talk about what this offense can do, but the Hoosiers are going to have to score on Saturday. He's not their only option, though. Jerome Ford is their running back this season. He was the backup last season, but he has stepped in and not missed a beat this year. 234 rushing yards, four touchdowns provided them with a uh, security blanket of sorts, a reliable presence out of the backfield. 
So it's not entirely on Ritter. There is a um, there is a run game for him to rely on, but there's also a really deep receiving core. If you look at their stats last season, there wasn't one player that jumped off the page in terms of receiving yards. So they have a bunch of talent. Now the standouts among those are Michael Young, who was all conference last season, all AAC, and tight end Josh Weil, who was a third team All-American by Pro Football Focus last season. Interestingly, neither of those guys have really hit the ground running this season. Young only has 75 yards on four receptions. Weil has 32 yards on two receptions. But like I said last season, I mean, Weil led the team at 353 yards. Young had 332 yards. But there were six people that had at least 200 yards receiving last season. So Ritter will spread the ball around. That's what he's done this season. He has 538 yards through the first two games. So the fact that those two only have about 100 of those yards, a little more than 100 of those yards, tells you how much he spreads the ball around. So certainly going to be a test for this secondary, but it's a test that, I mean, if there's a, a group that you would want to be tested, feel most comfortable about, if you're a Hoosier fan, I think it would be that secondary. Scoring and in, in offense-wise total, this Cincinnati team is averaging 466 yards per game, 466.5 to be exact. That's a lot. Uh, 278 of it is passing. 188.5 of it is rushing. Uh, they don't really have anyone other than Ford that's going to run the ball, but he has 30 carries through two games. Ritter, obviously. I should say they have no other running backs. Ritter's ran the ball 10 times. So no one else has more than seven carries through those uh, first two games. Again, a lot of these stats have to come with the kind of grain of salt that they played Miami and Murray State. Murray State is a FCS school like Ohio, or excuse me, Idaho was. So a similar, at least, level opponent there. But they're averaging 45.5 points per game. They scored 49 in week one, won by 31, 49 to 14, 35 points. Scored 42 in week two and won by 35 points. So an average margin of victory of 35. If you're playing devil's advocate, it's going to be the first time that they're tested this year. The Hoosiers can come out and pop them in the mouth early. Maybe they fall back on their heels. But I think this is an offense that is going to be really, really good. And the Hoosiers are going to need to score to keep up with them. I Cincinnati may not score over 40 points like they did in the first two games, but I use not going to win this game without scoring, I would say, at least 25, so 28 points, somewhere around there, 27, 28 points. They might even need to break 30. As good as this IU defense is, and I still think it's really, really good, this is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and Ritter, and this is an offense that has a ton of chemistry and a system that they're all familiar with. It's going to be really hard to shut. I, I mean, you're not going to shut down Ritter. You're just going to have to limit him to certain things, and that's going to be really hard as well and not something that many people have been able to do. So the Hoosiers are going to have to score points, whether it's on the ground, whether it's through the air, 
whatever it may be, they're going to have to get points on the board. Maybe it's defensively. Maybe they're able to turn over Ritter. They've been really good at takeaways for as long as Tom Allen's been here. Again, it's always seemed like something that would uh, regress to the mean, and it never has, so I don't expect it will. And I'm not going to predict that it will until it does, basically. So if they're able to do something similar to what they did last week where you get the the strip sack fumble and set up the IU offense at the 20-yard line, things like that. Special teams is going to be huge as well. You're never going to replicate the performance they had in last week's game. That's an all-time special teams performance. But if you can get just some of that, a couple big returns, a couple momentum-changing plays there, uh, then certainly those are the kind of fine margins that – are going to matter. This is this could very well turn into a game of field position. So James Evans punting the ball is going to be important as well. So these are going to be a lot of fine margins, but at the end of the day, I think the Hoosiers are going to need to score points. That's not going to be an easy ask against a Cincinnati defense that is better than that offense. And they are led by a couple of really, really impressive players that are going to make the Hoosiers sweat quite a bit heading into this game. Fortunately, there's a product called Sweat Block that maybe the Hoosiers can use on Saturday. Listen, there's things that are just embarrassing to talk about. Sweating is one of them. There's nothing worse than being out at the bar going for a high five. You have sweat rings under your arms. It's it's gross. It's humiliating. And nobody likes to talk about it, but it's something everybody faces. So want to introduce you to a product called Sweat Block Wipes. It is an antiperspirant wipe, very simple to use. Before you go to bed, you take the, the wipe, apply it, let it dry, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, wash it off, take your shower. I'm a morning shower person. Take your shower and go about your day. It works up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee, so Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry. You'll get your money back. It's been tested by firefighters on the Rachel Ray show. It's been, it's currently the number one selling product on Amazon right now when it comes to antiperspirant wipes. So it's a popular product. It's one that's been around for a while. It's one that's been tested. It's reviewed. I've used it. I put it to the test. It has my seal of approval. I like it. I'm going to continue using it. So if this is something that interests you guys, you can head on over to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off your order. That's sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off your order. Bet Online is another friend we need to tell you guys about. Everybody's turning their attention to the gridiron with football fully back. And whether it's college football, pro football, these guys have you covered. I've been monitoring the lines a little bit. I want to bet on this game. I'm not sure which way or or what I'm going to bet on yet. The line is bounced between three and a half and four and a half points. It's currently at the Hoosiers, a four-point underdog plus 150 money line. The good news is last season, the Hoosiers were really good against the spread. They weren't good in week one this week, so it kind of broke that streak. But uh, Bet Online's a place you guys want to go if you want to bet on the Hoosiers this weekend. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. 
That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Promo code locked on. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is your online sports book experts. The fastest and easiest way to the Hoosiers winning on Saturday is for this offense to come back alive. Uh, this is. I don't think many of us expected the offense to struggle to this degree. Maybe it's a little bit of duh to it, like a little bit of common sense, because a lot of people just kind of expected Michael Penix to hit the ground running. Realistically, that probably was never going to happen, but the degree to which he has struggled is surprising, to say the least. And Idaho was a a game where he potentially could have gotten some rhythm. The way that game played out, he, he didn't. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see what version of Michael Penix comes out on Saturday. Tom Allen spoke this week that um, his problems right now are more timing and rhythm and nothing mechanically he's doing wrong, which on one hand is good because that's things you can correct and things that will get better. On the other hand, it's bad because you don't have time to get that rhythm at this point. This, the game is here. The big game is right here. This was a brutal start to the season for the Hoosiers, and this is another example. They have this Cincinnati team that has one of the best defenses in the nation, an elite secondary, which means the Hoosiers are going to need to run the ball, which makes it interesting that uh, – I mean, teams struggle to throw against Fickle's Cincinnati teams. The Hoosiers ran the ball a lot last week. Part of it was wanting to get ahead on the downs to get some easier throws for Penix. But it's also a question, I mean, ultimately you were always going to beat that Idaho team. So it's a question of whether they were trying to get comfortable ahead of the Cincinnati game potentially, where I think that they're going to run the ball a lot again. But you're going to need Penix to make some throws. Again, the problem is one of the best cornerbacks in the nation is going to be lined up across presumably Ty Freifogel. Ahmad Gardner, is, he won all sorts of awards last season. He's currently projected as a first-round pick. He's going to be one of the top secondary top cornerbacks taken off the board in the spring. So uh, Ty Freifogel versus Gardner is going to be Probably the biggest matchup to watch. I'll, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Spoiler. I always do kind of three matchups I'm going to be watching. It's going to be that one. So I don't want to dive too much into that because I want to save something for tomorrow. But the Hoosiers are going to need other people to step up because he's going to be able to handle Ty Freifogel at times. And that has been Penix's safety blanket. So your DJ Matthews, your uh, – Peyton Hendershot, we talked about those types of guys. Miles Marshall, we haven't seen much from. Those types of guys are going to have to step up in the passing game. The other thing, or the other player that certainly you'll have to watch is Majai Sanders, who is a defensive lineman. It's going to be a huge test for an IU offensive line that we spent all of Tuesday's show talking about. Not all of it, but most of Tuesday's show talking about how much they have struggled and how concerning it was that they struggled against Idaho and kind of the ripple effects of how that has impacted the IU offense. 
Sanders is just going to provide another another test for this team. It's one that they're going to have to get prepared for because Big Ten defenses are always going to be tough. But he's another guy that is right there as one of the top players at his position in the country. Another guy that's going to be an NFL draft prospect. They're just the Cincinnati team is littered with future NFL guys, which I mean, who would have guessed in in 2014 when this game was scheduled that um, IU and Cincinnati was going to be a game of this caliber? It's really just uh, blind luck, if we're being honest. I mean, it, a fun fact about that I kind of found out in researching this game and whatnot, this contract was signed in 2014 between IU and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's coach at the time is now a United States senator in Tommy Tuberville. Nobody. I mean, in the list of silly things that nobody would have predicted, you wouldn't have predicted Tommy Tuberville to be a United States senator when this contract was signed. So this IU offense is going to be put to put to the test on Saturday. They're going to need to score points. They're going to need to find their rhythm, find their groove again. The defense can help them out like they did last week, special teams too. But this offense has got to find its rhythm and, and get going early on Saturday because – can't be another game like against Iowa where they fall behind and they're having to force things downfield and everything compounds on itself. You're not able to run the ball. Defense can pin its ears back and just get at you. This is a really good secondary that you don't want to be forced to throw the ball against. This this offense is going to have to, to find itself real quick. And that's just the nature of what this, this schedule is going to present for the Hoosiers. They wanted the expectations. They have them. So it's going to be a test. It's going to be a really tough one. If you felt optimistic coming out of yesterday's show like I did, probably not feeling nearly as optimistic now, and I knew this was going to come. I knew yesterday I was going to feel great. I knew today wasn't going to feel nearly as great. So that that does it for today's show. We will wrap up the week tomorrow with our regular kind of preview, how to watch, where to watch. We'll look at all that. We'll look at three key matchups, and then we're, we're going to talk about what this game means, what certain results will mean for this IU season, because this is a this is a pretty big moment for this IU football team and determining where this season is going to go from here. So we'll talk all about that tomorrow. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the show, Leave a rating and review. It really helps us out. Appreciate all the support you guys have given us. We're going up and up each week. Uh, you guys have been amazing in that regard. While you're subscribing to the show, head on over to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They have all your daily picks, your blowout specials, your wrong team favorite picks, whatever it is that you guys are looking for, they can help you out. You can listen to that on the Odyssey app as always, wherever you guys get your favorite prod- podcasts. They are brought to you by betonline.ag, our friends over there. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and L-E-O.